Hi, Eric. Hey, Oriol. How are you doing? Pretty good. Welcome to Mobile Minutes, episode number five. We're going to, to talk today about ad blocking, which is an interesting topic to, uh, to, to, to dive into. Before that, I'd like to just do a, a quick follow-up on, um, on our latest podcast, which, which was about live streaming. You, you remember, so we, we talked about, you know, the limits of, of live streaming and, and actually we didn't do it on purpose, but this week, uh, there was a timely event that happened, um, in the news, uh, in France. And um, unfortunately, uh, a teenager committed suicide uh, using Periscope, and um, you know uh, it went it went live, of course, and everyone saw it and it went in the news. I think you know, of course, it's a sad event, and um, it, it shows the the limit of how young this um, this this medium is, and and how little um, you know the, the 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 operators of those services have, have thought about how to to address. Uh, live streaming in extreme cases and um, I even heard that there are people in France that are now just beating people in the street just to give more to gain more followers um, I don't know what can be done about that I mean it's 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 really really sad it's, it's kind of getting to an extreme I don't know if you've seen the news uh, Eric yeah I, I saw it's uh, kind of horrifying and I, I also read in the um, in the article about the the woman about how these teens in Bordeaux had like you just mentioned beaten some some poor man up uh just just to live stream it i mean that was the whole point of it so it's it's kind of scary to think that people are doing this yeah and then the, the sad timing is i think jack Duff is in paris right now so and there's no correlation obviously but the you know twitter has to address that as a company i don't think they're the only one i think any live stream operator has to really think about what it means when you give this kind of communication channel without really control, even if you have flagging system to, to your users and what can happen about it. I mean, it's not a problem of live streaming, obviously, but this is encouraging to, to do things that are more out of control. Um, and I don't, I don't think there is a, an easy solution to that. I don't know if, if, if you can think of something. I don't know if you have ideas of how this could be done better. Uh, except that you know they, they they need to be a better moderation system than just like people flagging things. Yeah, I do. I do kind of wonder though. I mean, Twitter is kind of notorious for having these problems. Um, <clears throat> you know, not not just on Periscope, but also on on Twitter. I mean, it's kind of known as a, a playground for bullying. Whereas, you know, I think some of the other social networks don't really suffer from that as much. And I wonder if there are just better tools that you know community management. Uh, teams at Facebook, for instance, are, are equipped with that maybe the people at Twitter aren't. I, I think that's a possibility. Maybe another possibility would be kind of a scoring of, of, a, of a user profile. Um, I don't know how to say that better, but you know, when a, a, a Uber driver is recruited, they do some kind of background check to see if he has a criminal history or psychological history. And there are services and companies that provide that. And obviously, Twitter has history on users, so I don't know if they have the possibility to score the risk of a user, you know, that has, that is going to be behave in extreme ways. I, I don't know. This is something they could they could uh, they could enforce um, as as a tool, you know, kind of a preventing tool. Um, but but um, but yeah, that's that's a real risk. And right now, Periscope is obviously the number one app, most downloaded app in France, because everyone wants to see that, and obviously the video is no longer available there, but uh, it's, it's going to be something that is going to, uh, to, 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 to obsess all the young teenagers, and that is going to be a topic of discussion for the months to come. Maybe we'll talk about it later.
yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of like beyond belief. It's just really, really horrifying to think about. So I, it's just it's unfortunate that you know these kind of things come up, and these are the reasons why you know apps go viral. It's it's kind of uh, macabre and and I don't know, sick. Yeah, and hopefully for live streaming, uh, you know, the popularity is not going to come just from from negative events, but also from positive stuff. And as we discussed today, uh, last time, the you know, great events to live stream. Anyway, today we're going to address a completely different topic, which uh, has been uh, generating a lot of discussions in the past year. There's been an acceleration around the discussion of ad blocking. Uh, why do you, do you think, Eric, that this has become such a, an important topic today. I mean, ad blocking is not new. It's been around for years and years. It's been around for forever on desktop and, and now on mobile. But why why is it now peaking in terms of attention and in terms of consequences for for the ad ecosystem? Well, I, I think the reason is uh, you know to steal it, to steal your phrase, uh, mobile ads suck. I mean, if you know you, you you've got these mobile mobile website ads, so like mobile web ads. I mean, I, I can't probably count the number of times in a single day I, I read a mobile website where the ad basically it takes up the entire screen and you, 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 you can't help but click on it when you're just trying to scroll past it. Yeah, it's, pro it's probably, it probably has to do with, with that. I mean, you know, I, I think there is a couple of things that have generated the acceleration of, of, of ad blocking as something that people are more aware of is indeed that the fact that mobile ads suck and dipping into that is like the user experience of the ads on, on, on the mobile web. And in general, the way mobile websites are designed, which are very slow, but linked also to that is that although most people don't realize it, there is a lot of technologies and trackers that are used on websites that are slowing down the experience and on mobile, it's, it's more visible. And, um, and and I think also, I mean, obviously, unlike the desktop, uh, data is not unlimited on mobile and costs a lot of money. So people are more aware of the necessity to control if they have to, to do that. And, uh, you know, and obviously and famously, uh, I know Apple has enabled now uh, the possibility to create uh, ad blockers for, uh, sorry, more exactly content blockers, which include ad and which include trackers on, on mobile. So, so those three things have uh, have accelerated, you know, the uh, the uh, the the adoption of ad blocking. That being said, I don't know if users are downloading ad blockers on mobile the same way at the same pace the way they do it on desktop. No, I, I don't think so. And I mean, you know, Google kicked AdBlock Plus from the Google Play Store. I mean, to even install it now, you've got to kind of sideload it and it's, it's a pain. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, you're right. I think uh, there, there are a lot of fundamental differences between, between desktop, uh, web and mobile. And I've, I've kind of talked about those on my website a lot. But I think one of the biggest that people that a lot of developers don't think about is, is access to data, right? So data is not you know, this kind of like free resource that, that it is on, on mobile, that it is on desktop web, it's just not. And ads, I mean, eat up so much data and they slow loading times um, so significantly that I, I, I understand the, the desire to want to remove them. But, but I think you're right. I think, especially on iOS, I don't think ad blockers are the huge phenomenon um, that, you know, people were making them out to be or, or to become a couple months ago when Apple announced that change. 
Exactly. I saw this week there was an interview of uh, IO, the company beyond Adblock Plus uh, at TechCrunch Disrupt. He was talking about um, about his company, about adblocking in general. He said that uh, they have 100 million people actively using um, the uh, their, their service. So this is just for Adblock Plus and there are other ad blockers like QBlock and others. He didn't give the split though on, on mobile and, and and, and famously, Adblock, I don't know what is the reason, but Adblock Plus doesn't have a proper um, uh, ad blocking solution that is designed for the mobile browser. You have to use their app and their own browser. So I don't know if it's because of the agreements that they have with their their ad networks or, or for some other reason. But uh, they, they didn't give the split. So it, the sense that I have is that the adoption on mobile is not that wide. The, the process of also adding an ad blocker on mobile is, I mean, is simple for people like us because we used to install apps all the time. But I don't think it's very, very convenient to most users. Um, the process is you have to download an app and then you have to activate a, f- a number of settings and then it, w- it works just on your mobile browser, right? It doesn't work in mobile apps. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think, but at the same time, well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I mean, mobile apps are where you get like the kind of um, data heavy video ads, the video interstitials that sometimes aren't even, you know, opt in, right? I mean, some, sometimes they are, but I mean, in some cases, I mean, they just pop up and just start displaying rich video. Um, so that would be where, you know, the, the problem, the, the data problem would sort of like, uh, you know, be exacerbated the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is a complicated thing. And I mean, you know, we take for granted that, you know, it's pretty easy to jump into settings and change something. But for a lot of a lot of pe- people, that's probably like an impossible task. I mean, let's start with the basics. I mean, there are some people that don't even know to download an app. <laughs> so let's start yeah. with that. Uh, don't People don't, you know, many people, we don't have the numbers exactly, but I see that around me. So many people don't even know what a setting is and even less how to get into into the, the settings and change things. So most people are happy with the default. So the frustration lives with uh, lives on. And although people are aware of the issue and feel frustrated and complain about it, on mobile, it's not that simple. I, and there is another factor. I mean, I said that ad blocking was not available in mobile app, but it's not exactly true. On iOS, um, once you have an ad blocker installed, it will block uh, ads that are um, uh, served in in app mobile browser, so in the web view, um, in the web view of, of Safari. So typically, you are in I don't know in a news app. You click on a link, and if they're using the, the Safari web view, then the ads in the uh, in the uh, in the web view uh, will be blocked. Uh, so 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 it does block the ads there, but not consistently. And people obviously don't know the difference be- between what a web view is and what is a native view, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so, so it's not like kind of a consistent experience where ads are neutralized completely as they are on desktop. So the standard of performance is not the same. Um, so I, I think there are reasons also why the adoption is not wide in terms of, you know, uh, in terms of adoption, because, you know, just people don't, don't see the same performances on desktop. Right. Did, did you see the article? Uh, I think it was going around earlier this week that said, uh, you know, some, some company did a survey and um, they asked people if they'd be willing to spend like a dollar to remove like every ad on mobile. And most people said, no, they wouldn't be willing to spend a dollar to remove every ad. They're, they're kind of okay with the ads. Like if they have to spend money, they're okay with it. 
Exactly. So, you know, people like to complain about it, but they can live with it. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, obviously 100 million users is an important number of users and it's a significant percentage of the ad that are displayed, but the huge majority of of, of people who are browsing the web or using mobile apps are actually you know, not going to the extra step of downloading an ad blocker. It doesn't mean that there is no problem. There is a problem. And you know I think the behavior of advertisers and publishers have to adapt. Um, that being said, there is also a reason that ad blocking is not, doesn't have a wide adoption on mobile. And actually, you know, I just realized that the other day is that most of the traffic on the, on the desktop comes from, you know, notoriously from, from Google and, you know, probably from Facebook and Twitter, at least to, to, to news publishers and, and, and people who use to, 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 to monetize with ads. But on, on mobile, most of the traffic is mostly coming from Facebook and from, from Twitter. And those two apps uh, actually don't implement the web view of iOS and therefore are not compatible with people who, uh, with, with ad blockers or the technology of content blockers that has been enabled by Apple. That means that the huge majority of the traffic that is generated on mobile is actually immune to, to, uh, to ad blocking at least today. Uh, I don't know if they will plan a change. Maybe this is also one of the reasons they, they developed instant articles and Google has developed AMP. So they are, you know, they can still host the content and, and don't have the ads displayed. But I think this is also a big reason why ad blocking is not, doesn't have a wide adoption or at least as much as on the desktop. So, so that, that will change at some point. I don't know how, I don't know when, but when that happens, that will have a big consequence in the industry. Yeah, right. And, and, and uh, you know, from my perspective, from the world of gaming, I mean, all the, the game ads are served uh, without the web view, too. So, I mean, it wouldn't be easy to, it, it wouldn't, it, you know, that that's not uh, compatible with the, the, the mechanism that Apple has included now to block ads. And I, I also think like, the way the way most, at least video ads are implemented in games now is that they're sort of uh, rewarded. Uh, so you, you do get the sort of um, unavoidable kind of just pop-up video ads, but but a lot of them are, are rewarded ads, right? So people like them. Um, and you find that if you take out the rewarded ads from a game, people actually complain. They say, bring them back. I, I, I like those free rewards. Mm-hmm. No, it's, 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 it's very clear that not all the ads are worth being blocked. Some are being highly tolerated, even appreciated, as you just mentioned. So So I don't think, you know, it's a kind of, everything or nothing and many ad blockers actually allow you to control the granularity of what is blocked and what is not uh, although again getting into settings is not for everyone um, so so I don't think everything is worth blocking um, it's just that uh, you know today the, 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 the landscape of ad blocking seems on mobile very green compared to desktop where it's a kind of you know one click implemented and that's it it works for everything video you know, non-video, native ads, whatever, any kind of ad formats. And uh, on, on mobile, you know, at least for Facebook and, and for Twitter, except for clients like Tweetbot who have, who have implemented the, the new WebView, um, but the main client, Twitter, uh, doesn't, does, is not compatible with ad blocking solutions. So it, it's still something that is not, um, um, you know, operating at scale, even if, even if everyone wanted to. Right. And I, I mean, I have, a, I have a question for you. I mean, how do you think 
companies. So, I mean, obviously, like, there's technical issues with ad blocking, and so that kind of prevents people from blocking the ads um, across the web. But how, how do you think these companies can just implement ads in a way that users don't even feel the urge to to, to block them? Because, I mean, you, you wrote that, that piece, uh, I guess it was maybe two or three years ago, that, that got, you know, widely circulated in the kind of mobile ad industry. It was, you know, mobile ads suck, and, and this is what we need to do to change them. And I think... I, I pointing, you know, thinking back two or three years ago, I don't think much has changed. I mean, how, how do you think these these companies could really make ads be like an appreciated part of their content stream? Uh, it's it's a I think it's an ongoing effort, and we we're just at the beginning of it. I mean, the DJ industry has just only started to realize that there is an issue that needs to be addressed, and you start to see all these experimentations about a better user experience with ads that are natively integrated. Uh, I think also there will be some Darwinism in the industry, uh, meaning that, you know, the, the poorest performer will go away uh, versus the highest performer. Uh, we start to see a lot of concentration within the players. Um, we start to see some ad networks, you know, getting acquired and, and you know, concentration about, about that. Um, but I'm not very hopeful that it, this will go fast, to be frank. I mean, I, I mean a, a big part of the responsibility is not just the ad networks, it comes from the publishers. And they don't move extremely fast in trying to change the status quo because simply they are in, you know, they are used to getting all those ad dollars and they don't want to hurt their incoming revenues uh, for the sake of providing something that might be better for users but unknown in terms of dollars. So I, I don't know this will move fast. I mean, I'm I do see, though, new generation of publishers that go full, you know, that go heads down with new kinds of advertising recipes. You know, of your famously, you know, BuzzFeed and others that are just, you know, using new kind of formats, natively integrated. Sometimes, you know, not perfectly disclosed to the users, but at least that are trying to do things that are um, that are different and that are less disruptive. Um, so obviously Facebook has done something that seems to work and the numbers speak for themselves because they have, they have said no to banners and to pre-roll and stuff like that, at least on their app. Um, LinkedIn has done the, the same, although to be, to be clear, I mean, I don't know what's your experience with LinkedIn, but every time I see an ad in LinkedIn, I don't understand it's an ad. I always think that their feed is full of content by users and, and, and I always miss the sponsored Disclosure would appear at the very bottom instead of at, at, at the very top. But but so I, I think you know the, the big players understand that traditional recipes don't work. I think newcomers understand that. I'm more worried about traditional publishers, um, and I don't I don't know they have the, the ability and the, the desire to really change things. I I know they are vocal about it. I've seen the IAB director talking about an extortion business, talking about AdBlocker, AdBlock Plus. But uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm not I'm not bullish that this is going to change very quickly. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think I think you're right. I mean, I think there's this kind of bifurcation in like sophistication around understanding how people want to consume their content on mobile, and it's like yeah, Facebook gets it. Right. I mean, they've built ad units that people actually enjoy and, and you know, appreciate his content almost. And, and the traditional sort of, um, you know, newspaper to digital to mobile now publishers don't. And so, like, 
every time they they feel like they're uh, you know they need they need to sort of increase revenues, they just increase the size of the ad and the intrusiveness of the ad, not realizing that they're basically just you know increasing the pace at which people leave them and move into sort of the the new the new breed of publishers that really get mobile and and you know I guess to an even greater extent digital advertising. So that's right. So Facebook does that, Twitter does too. But when you look at Facebook and Twitter of app ad network, so so the, the Facebook audience network and 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 Mopub for Twitter, uh, they actually don't um, implement those recipes. They use traditional banners. They use traditional pre rolls and things that are arguably disturbing to users uh, or or where users don't pay too much attention to. So I, I'm surprised they haven't been more proactive to to deploy something that is more friendly as they did with their own app. So I don't know if you think like me and if you agree with this analysis, maybe because they thought it was just the quickest way to, to get an ad network out there. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. And I, I also think um, Facebook ad now, uh, audience network didn't really perform like they thought it would. And uh, I, 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 I feel like there are probably some changes coming to that. I I've I have a feeling they're not planning to sort of expand it in its current form. I think they're going to kind of try to um, re-strategize that because it, it it's a it's it's if if I had to point to one kind of source of traffic that I've um, had problems with in the past, uh, it's it's that one in terms of fraud and um, you know problematic traffic and and traffic that wasn't kind of properly reported upon and and I, I don't think that Facebook wants that as 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 seen as part of its ad offering but I, I think you're right I think it was just more about expanding quickly exactly and um, another thing that has caught my attention this week is um, is opera so now they've, they've been acquired uh, I can't remember who bought them but um, they, they released this week uh, a new utility app uh, a sort of VPN that you install on iOS. And that is actually a cross-system ad blocker. And unlike the, um, the, the the traditional content bloggers, where you, which works only on your Safari browser or the web view of Safari, it works everywhere, including in mobile apps, even if they don't use the web view. And the way it works, I think it's the first time I saw that they actually leverage the native uh, VPN setup in um, in iOS. So basically, you install the app. You just activate the VPN once, and every single ad will be blocked on uh, on, on on iOS. That's uh, that's very interesting. I, I I never saw that before, and it's even more interesting that it comes from a company that lives out of advertising. Yeah, that is interesting. Actually, I I, I hadn't heard about that. Um, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what the motivation is. I, I get the motivation for the VPN, um, but to block all sort of incoming ad traffic it uh, that's that's a bold move i think yeah i mean the only good reason i think i can think of is that they're going to do something with the data so either build something like uh, you know if you remember onavo which was you know producing all these stats about how our apps are used and building this kind of nielsen for apps and app usage or right. they're going to build their own dmp so so they can target better their own ads uh, or, or help others target better their own ads. Um, but they're going to do, do something about it. And a, v- a VPN is extremely expensive to operate at scale. So if they're up getting adopted widely, they, they'll need some ways to monetize. And I can't think about anything else. 
So, uh, so, but it, it's worth putting that on the radar. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that was kind of the, the app Annie thing, right? I mean, that's how they collect their data. That's how they do their sampling. It's from the VPN product that, mm. that is, you know, not even really associated with them. So, so do you use an ad blocker? No, I mean, I, I don't know. It, I guess it would feel kind of hypocritical if I did, uh, probably for that reason. I, that's the, probably the only reason I don't. Well, yeah, you know, I have to say I do, <laughs> uh, but I do it in a kind of a tolerable way. Like I, I, I really get into the settings, and I optinly, I blocked only in optin way the ad networks that are really disturbing me. So I know what I know which they are. <laughs> so I, I leave aside most of the, the the traditional one that are not disturbing me or I don't pay attention to and don't disturb my browsing experience. But uh, I go after the one that are really disturbing for me. I don't think this is something that um, everyone would do, but this is what I've I've decided to do. And uh, yeah, boy, you can see the difference. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you even had there was a, an issue a while back where um, some ad network uh, that that was selling mobile app installs um, they they would uh, but on the mobile web right they would do forced redirects. And it happened even like big websites. I think it was happening on like Huffington Post, where you'd go and read a Huffington Post article on the mobile web, and you'd get redirected to the App Store. And I mean, these were for like really high-profile games. I remember um, they were doing it with Clash of Clans, and they were doing it with Candy Crush uh, Saga. That's right. I mean, like that. You know, that's that's the worst possible user experience. And I, I remember, I was like, okay, I closed out of the App Store. I opened the browser back up. I, I think I was, uh, you know, I clicked on the link again, and it did it again. I mean, there's just it was there's no way to, to read the article. It would just redirect you endlessly to to the app store. I mean, we'll talk about a terrible user experience. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons actually Apple developed these content blockers and not specifically ad blockers because they wanted also to enable people to block those kind of scripts. Um, you know, those hacking scripts that are forcing you to redirect. So sometimes it's to the App Store, sometimes it's to something else. It could be to another web page where you want to go to, to subscribe to an insurance or buy some kind of magical uh, drug or whatever. Um, and, uh, and that's that's one of the worst things. I mean, and these kind of practices, it was growing on users and, and driving them to really hate advertising. And they don't have the time to think there are good ads or bad ads. They just put that everything in the same bucket and they just say mobile ad suck and and whatever you don't want you don't have, you don't love me so i won't love you and and they block everything right yeah so um um you know in terms of 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 what it means for the industry I mean, right now, obviously, it's a lot of money put on the table. That uh, every a lot of money that is on the table that is not going to 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 publishers. You know, there's an estimation that there's twenty about twenty to 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 twenty five percent of the user base are blocking ads. So it's it's a significant part of of your bottom line. Um, I, I it doesn't look like it's not growing. It looks like it's growing, maybe faster on desktop than on mobile for the reasons we 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 discussed already. Uh, I know, and on Android, Google blocks them, but they have all allowed them back. I think uh, recently, uh, at least one of the operators, I don't remember, maybe that was Opera uh, or, or Samsung. I can't remember which one, but but someone that was, you know, big brand name that that was providing an ad blocking solution. So they are going to grow on mobile, and maybe the adoption will be higher. Maybe uh, Apple and Google will make them easier. Maybe they will build, uh, you know, native mechanisms to do that versus trying to to uh, to, to to download something. Uh, so so we, let's just assume that it's going to grow. 
the, the question is, where does that take us, right? So what, what's the future of the landscape where we live with ad blockers, where on one side, you know, people don't, don't love ads enough to, uh, to say, well, this is not worth downloading an ad blocker. But on the other side, there are companies that are trying to block ad blockers. <laughs> So they say, yeah. well, you know, this is, this is we have to shoot those, and there are some companies that do that in different ways. Some are trying to to uh, encrypt the ad stream. Some are going through the mobile operators and giving them control to do that. Um, but it looks like more like a temporary patch rather than a solution. Um, you know, the, the, the ideal way is to 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 find something that works for the users, the publishers, and the advertisers. And I don't think we're there yet. No, I don't think we're there yet, but I, I, I welcome I welcome the introduction of ad blockers because I think it's going to force an evolution, right? I mean, it, it'll force the smartest companies to figure out a way to, to, to monetize their content. I mean, either through ads that are palatable to users, which, you know, I, I hope, I, I think users are okay with ads. I, I don't think people like viscerally hate being advertised to. Um, they just do it in a way that's disruptive or that's, uh, you know, costly to them in terms of data. So, I mean, I, I think you're right. We're not there yet. We're like in the midst. We're in the, we're in the transitional phase. Um, and I, I, th- I think, you know, I, 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 see, I see a lot of gaming companies at least that have found like really innovative ways to bring ads into the, to the, the, the content uh, experience um, that users like. And I mean, I think that'll happen to, to just kind of content publishers on the mobile web too. I think the smartest ones will figure out ways to do it that don't piss users off. Yeah, hopefully that's the case. I, I do believe in innovation in advertising, obviously. Uh, I, I just think the, the ecosystem is very slow to adopt new recipes. I mean, see how much we've been talking about native advertising and, and still this is something that is not fully deployed across every single publisher when it should be. You know, apparently it's working for Facebook, so why it shouldn't work for others? It's just that the industry is so complex, there are so many players into this ecosystem that to deploy something that is new, that works for everyone, it, it should take a lot of time. So let's just consider we're in the middle of a transition and, uh, and, and, and keep track of what's going on. I, I don't think there is an answer to that problem uh, yet, although everyone's working on it. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, there's, nothing, there's nothing right now that solves the problem. And it's just like, like you said, tech, try, like people trying to block ad blockers and then you know i mean you're just tech fighting tech uh until people realize okay there has to be a fundamental change exactly well i don't have any much more to say about that i don't know if you do no i think i I think i'm done all right so talk next week all right see you next week bye